Happy Monday. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kins 5 San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, full disclosure, this uh, episode of Locked On Spurs recorded ahead of the Spurs-Sixers game yesterday. So uh, keep that in mind as we move forward. What are we talking about today? We're talking about the Spurs season. Uh, well under, well under 500. Had a recent loss against the Brooklyn Nets in San Antonio. And, uh, you know, they're kind of past the midway point of the season. Is it time for them to really sit back, take a look at this and say, you know what? What are we doing with the season? Are we really going to go for the play-in, a playoff spot, or should we just shut it down already? Also, uh, Zach Collins, uh, possibility he could be with the team right now. We're going to discuss what he could be bringing this San Antonio team. Do that. I am joined by my good friend. He is with San Antonio Sports Star. He is James Pledger. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger. James, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, and please tell me you've seen already the book of Boba Fett, because we have to talk about that later. I am an episode behind. I was going to watch it tonight, um, but it's been really cool. I love seeing the new Wookiee. Ooh, Spurs can use a center <laughs> like that, can't they? <laughs> he is a boss. So, yeah, like Book of Fett's been really cool. Um um also the new moon knight trailer is oh, just yes, that's, makes that's, me drool that is <laughs> awesome that is awesome well if we have time james and i are going to nerd out so wait for that listeners uh <laughs> let's dive into this uh oh by the way quickly you can follow james on twitter at i am pleasure and he is the co-host of the saturday morning hangover over at san antonio sports star so uh you know the spurs you know, they, they had a loss against the brooklyn nets they are now, as of this recording, I believe, what, they're 17 and 29 on the season. Yep, that's right. Correct. And, um, you know, likely, you know, they probably picked up an L versus Philadelphia. But if they didn't, regardless, they could be, it could be 17 and 30 right now or 18 and 29. The point is, is that they're well under 500. They're about to start that rodeo road trip. That's coming around the corner. James, it can right. get ugly for San Antonio record-wise. Do you think they need Mark to really Hill? start thinking about <laughs> do you think they need to really start thinking about what are they going to go with this what are they going to do with this season because they can go two directions full throttle at this play in playoff spot but what is that going to get you or they can mm-hmm. perhaps dial it back a bit and pick up some ping pongs which may be beneficial in a rebuild your thoughts um, my thoughts are the same as they always have been and I am a full proponent of the Spurs developing your youth, whatever that means, wins or losses. I don't care. Josh Primo being a part of this team and getting run would be beneficial to him down the stretch. Um, At the trade deadline, moving pieces that you probably don't think you're going to keep around long-term for the rebuild, whether it's Lonnie Walker who didn't get an extension and you're either trying to play him into free agency and then try and re-sign him there, or there's the possibility of losing him in free agency. So why not accumulate an asset at the, at the trade deadline for him? Um, There are multiple assets on this team that can be moved in that vein. When you talk about, moves that can happen like Jakob Pertl there he signed what a three-year deal 
a couple years ago. Yes, sir. So he's rolling towards the end of his deal. And as great as he's been, what does that mean wins losses wise when you've got 17 on the season? Um, I know you're two and a half games back technically of the play in at the Mm -hmm. 10 seed, Mm -hmm. but you're also only three games back of dead last in the West. (laughs) So, well, yeah. Well, you see where I'm going at, because there's got to come to a point of the season, and that's coming close. It's coming fast, James, where they're going to have to really sit down and say, okay, what are we doing now? You know, if we're going to really rebuild, like, full throttle, then, yeah, you know, maybe we should start bringing up Primo, Wieskamp, Kaycock, and get them in the mix. And if the losses come, yeah. so be it. You know, so be it. Um, but if, they, if co- the wins come, I'm okay with that too. And playing your way into the right. playing tournament that way, like tank is such an arbitrary word that people think you're actively trying to lose. I'm not right. talking about the type of tank that the Sixers did, where they were physically trying to lose games. Oh yeah, or the Mavericks did. Like I am just talking about putting the guys out there and letting them learn, and whatever comes, comes. Like, it doesn't matter what comes. Moving Thad Young to a contender so that, you know, you can, A, do right by him, and, B, maybe get something for him. Like, yeah. I don't think Juancho Hernan Gomez is the answer, a long-term yeah. piece <laughs> on this yeah. team. Yeah. So, I, if you can flip him for an asset at the deadline, great. If you have to buy him out at the end of the season, I get that, too. But this is... This is all about looking to the future and whatever that means in terms of wins and losses, like just do that for the future to where, you know, Kaycock's been great in Austin. He's been phenomenal. He's been really good with San Antonio too when he's gotten uh, the call up. So why not extended run? Why not have a look? What, what, is Thad Young really giving you with his two minutes a night, five minutes a night off the bench? Right. Yeah. Our um our our mutual friend and your colleague over there at San Antonio Sports, sir, Michael Jimenez, uh, mm-hmm. after the uh, loss to the Nets, he tweeted, "With the Pacers win the previous night, um, the Pelicans winning on the same night the Spurs lost to the Nets, the Spurs now have the fifth worst record in the NBA." And uh, now they have a 42% chance of jumping into the top four of the lottery and a 10% chance of getting into the top overall pick. That is yeah. very enticing, James. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is continue to do what you've done all season long. And COVID's played a part in it. Uh, you've lost some very key players, whether it's Derek White or Keldon Johnson or DeJounte Murray at times. Like, you've had your instances that COVID has really affected this team and the product on the floor and probably cost you a couple of wins somewhere along the way. But for me, personally, I look at this team and DeJounte Murray is playing at an all-star level. And they're a 17-win team. 
they need more. And the oh, only no, he way needs help. That is for sure. To do that is to get someone in the draft or try and entice someone in free agency. And free agency is such a long shot. Like, yes, I get it. You've got money. A lot of teams have money. The player still has to want to come here. Right. Yeah. And And it's a different era in the NBA where it's all about your brand. You know, what... Who's going to get your brand out there? You know, whether it be your sneakers or your clothing. Look at DeMar DeRozan. You know, I'm pretty sure his uh, clothing line is taken off in Chicago. You know, not to say he did bad in San Antonio, but, you know, Chicago, San Antonio is a different market. So they got to factor that as well. And, y- you know, James, I think if if they wet the bed in the, the rodeo road trip, I think at that point they got to just say that's it. It's, the season's over. Like, you know. None of this playing tournament. Yeah. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill and take control of your subscriptions right now. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or just forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it so simple. Just link your accounts. Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I love Truebill. They save me so much money. I use Truebill. You should use it too. Truebill has over 2 million users and it helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It can save you thousands a year. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. But you're asking what they should do, like go all in, go all out, whatever it may be. To me, the key date in all of this is February 10th. I want to know what else is coming. Like we saw them move on from Brim Forbes, collect an asset uh, 47 years from now in the second round. (laughs) And a player that they're never going to use except to, you know, buy him out or something at the end of the year and open up that cap space because that's the way that his contract, the second year on that contract works. It's avoidable year for the most part. So like, okay, you're going to have cap space. I understand that you're going to have some draft picks in the future. I understand that as well, but you can have more like February 10th should be 
a fire sale for the most part. You should be listening to offers because that's going to be the best way to improve this team around DeJounte Murray because if you're building around someone right now, it looks like it's him or at least bring up Primo and let's see if he's another piece that you're building around. But right now, the only for certains that look like they're build-aroundable pieces, Murray, possibly Primo, Vassell and Keldon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the previous lockdown spurs of this past Friday, you know, he managed and I, uh, we discussed Lonnie Walker. I want to get your thoughts because he factors into all this because part of moving forward and what we do with the season could be roster changes. The trade deadline is ahead. Um, he did not have a good game versus Brooklyn. As a matter of fact, James, he hasn't had a good stretch of games. He's in another Lonnie Walker slump. Um, mm-hmm. Offensively, the numbers are down. So we looked at the numbers and, okay, well, if he's not contributing, you know, with the basket, you know, scoring the bucket in the basket, uh, the ball in the basket, excuse me, then what else is he doing? You know, the steals is not, not there. Rebounding's are low. Uh, not even getting to the free throw line, you know, to at least create offense, uh, create some numbers. But I, I personally would not be surprised if we find out, you know, or we start hearing reports that, well, teams are inquiring about Lonnie Walker, you know, as, as the trade deadline comes closer because, you know, he is a piece that can move. You know, he's still young. What are your thoughts on him? You know, it, it, you know, as of this recording, he's not having the best stretch of games right now. I'd see if there's somebody that wants to take a chance on him. If we're being honest, um, even if he is playing well and consistent, like I, to me, them not picking up his option, not extending him before the season and just, his play throughout his entire career so far to this point has led me to the point that the Spurs don't believe in him. And if that's the case, see if there's somebody out there that does want to believe in him. I understand that he is a fantastic person, a great human being, and he's the type of person you want to pull for. But you can have the greatest locker room in the world. The Spurs still added Steven Jackson at one point. They still added, you know, you can have a bunch of choir boys, but at some point you you need certain players on your team that fill different roles. Right, yeah. And, but, you, and of course, again, everybody, everybody, you know, keep this in mind, everybody listening to this is recorded ahead of the Sixers game. So maybe he had a great game against there. That is his hometown team. But regardless, even if that, even if he played well against uh, Philadelphia yesterday, James, I hope he does still... play well. I yeah, want him to I hope he does too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I you know, okay, well, that as well as just for you know to help the Spurs get a W. But <laughs> never, nevertheless, you know, um, that that is, I think that's a big question they have to they being the Spurs and Brian Wright, you know, and think about like. You know, where we're with Lonnie, you know, um, I don't think the way he's playing as of right now, he's going to get a big offer from another team. Um, So he's kind of shooting himself in the foot as well. Nevertheless, that is something they have to think about uh, as this current season moves forward. We're talking with James Pledger. He's with San Antonio Sports Star. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger. Do it right now. And we're talking about the Spurs. Uh, is it time for them to really think about where they're going with this current season? Start dialing it back a bit, you know, playing different lineups or go full throttle. 
with uh, a chase for that play-in spot. Now, look, the players obviously want that. Derek Wright we recently said, you know, I think it was the, the most recent win. I forgot who it was against. Um, but um, he said, oh, no, no, we, everybody's coming back from COVID. You, you know, we want to get back into it, it being the play-in spot. Now, the players are going to want to push for that. Um, of course. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you're well below 500 as of this recording, you know, what's better for the team, you know, and, and his future outlook because ahead of the game versus the Nets in San Antonio, Popovich even said that we are in a rebuild mode. Part of a rebuild mode is getting some quality picks, James. Yes. Getting quality picks and, and multiple picks. Look what the Rockets did last year. They ended up with three first round picks and ended up getting a pretty dang good foundational building blocks with Jalen Green, Alperin Shingun, and Josh Christopher. It's worked yeah. up, it's worked out pretty well for the Rockets so far. They're, now, I understand they are in last in the Western Conference right now, but they have foundational pieces to build around now. Like they have, and to they flip. have some young to really talent. Get a good, good assets back. You've seen Shingun look really good so far this season. Jalen Green, you see the flashes from him already on why he was taken number two overall. Like he, Christopher has been uh, a very, very surprising contributing piece off the bench for them. So, like, yeah, I would try and acquire as many assets as I can while holding on to the pieces that I believe were a part of the long term. I, I I look at this uh, Spurs team, and I know they want to get back to glory. I know they want to get back there. Popovich, again, ahead of the Brooklyn game recently, said that this is just a cycle. This is a cycle. He even made a comment, and I'm glad he said it. He goes, like, who should be complaining right now when this franchise had Tim Duncan and decades of success? So he gets it, James. He understands, and he said the key word. This is a cycle. You know, every franchise goes through this. Well, you know, when you're going through this cycle, you know what you have to do. Is it time to, like you mentioned, you know, Kaycock, come on up. Uh, Wieskamp, come on up. Uh, Hernan Gomez, you want to get some burn before you go play in the EuroLeague next season? It's offseason? Here, go out there. Um, because, and Primo, especially, you know, Primo, you want some quality NBA minutes? Get out there. Let's mix up some lineups and see what could work for the future. And it's got to come to a point very soon, James, where they got to make this hard decision. But, James, do you think they will do that? It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Line, your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. 
I don't know, just because it's the Spurs don't do things that they haven't done often or frequently. So seeing them absolutely blow something up would be a huge culture shock. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's predicated on cohesiveness and, you know, having players that are in the system for multiple years and having a great core group of guys. Um, so it, I, I'm at the point with the Spurs where you got to show me you're going to do something different because I won't believe it until I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And part of that was trading Brim Forbes as early as they did. Like when's the last? Which time I was, we a, saw I was a little surprised. On yeah. The first. Yeah, I was, I was a little surprised by that. I was just a little, although I knew the the writing was kind of on the wall because ahead of that, um, ESPN Wojnarowski uh, tweet, you know, like I had already been told that hey, you know, they're shopping brand a bit. So, um, but then you know I thought, well, why, why would they do that? You know, uh, you know they lack three point shooting. You know, he fits that bill, and then there it was, it happened. So, but in a way, I'm glad because they got, like you mentioned, they got an asset. Okay, fine. It's a what, 2048 pick, but it's still an asset. It's still something they can bundle, you know, if they want to make a move. So, you know, there it is. But if that's a sign of where we think they want to go, a full on rebuild, then I think that's not a bad decision. I think it's, mm-hmm. if they want to, if I they want to go full rebuild. Yeah, exactly. If it's they go the full rebuild. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and you know, knowing this Spurs team and how they draft, they, I mean, look what they did wonders with DeJounte at 29, Keldon at 29, Vassell at, what was he, uh, 12 or 11? He was uh, uh, 11, I think. Vassell was at 12, Primo oh, so 11, at, right? Primo was at 11. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they had, had him flip. No, wait. Well, regardless, the point is they done well with their <laughs> picks, you know, outside of the top 10. So. That's- uh, so, uh, so if they that get means it, I have the ultimate faith in them making the right choice inside the top five. Exactly. Oh, you want top five? Look at look at pleasure there. Top five. Yeah, I'm gonna well, be greedy about it. Be greedy. Be greedy. Once again, we're with James Pleasure. Follow him on Twitter at I am Pleasure. What were get the metrics you used? Forty two percent to get inside the top four. As of right now, it's forty two percent of them jumping into the top four of the lottery. See, that's I, I'll take those as Captain Solo says, you know, never tell me the odds, but in this case, tell me the odds because I love hearing those <laughs> numbers there. Uh, um, you know, speaking of a rebuild and moving forward, we we, we got to talk about Zach Collins. Um, he, he finished playing two games with the Austin Spurs. I had a chance to talk with the Austin Spurs head coach, Batar Bozic, after the Austin win recently over Memphis. And I said, hey, look, I understand if you, if you don't know, if you can't tell me, but do you have any indication that that was it for um, for Collins? You know, is he going to rejoin San Antonio? And he told me that he does not know that all they know it's game by game. So whether he's hmm. with San Antonio right now or still in Austin, the point is he's eventually going back to San Antonio. Um, <laughs> is it too much to expect a lot of him, a lot from him the moment he gets back on the NBA court? I really honestly don't know what to expect. To me, it seems like the Spurs like collecting guys with bigger deals that don't play. <laughs> if you look at non-Gomez. They, 
<laughs> Juan Hernan Gomez, Thad Young, uh, Zach Collins. It feels like they just like paying a lot of people to not. Damari Carroll. <laughs> Damari <laughs> Carroll. Like the Spurs, uh, and that's if there's a criticism of this team, to me, it is. The contracts they've taken on, the little results that they have proven, thinking that that is a possible flippable asset, and then them holding on to the asset until they can't flip it, and they actually they actually end up getting nothing for the asset, i.e. LaMarcus Aldridge, i.e. DeMar DeRozan, i.e. what looks like where we're trending with Thad Young. Like, all these players... Damari Carroll, Juan Hernan Gomez, Zach Collins to this point. And granted, his has been injury, so we know how they are with injuries for the most part and how they bring them back. But it is just rough to see the money that they've paid out to a lot of players to not play. Yeah, And it, and it feels um, like they, they're either asking too much in return for an asset or they're not gauging the market well enough and they are so firm and set on a price that they're willing to lose everything if their price is not met instead of right. what's the best available offer that I can garner as we head into the point of no return. Yeah. Look, you know, if, if Zach does eventually get those NBA minutes and, you know, a good hefty amount, cause we know pop is probably not going to, throw him out there 30 minutes or 25 minutes plus, you know, it ain't going to happen. He's going to slowly bring him back on as he does with every player. Did it with Tim Duncan. You know, that was Tim Duncan. So, um, yeah, but I think eventually once he gets his wheels back on and ready to go, uh, I, I, one thing I like he's going to bring is that physicality. I talked to Kaycock uh, recently about that. I asked him to go, mm-hmm. hey, are you seeing that physicality that Zach Collins is known for? He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. He goes, like, he, he likes to get in there in the trees and throw a body around. So I like the fact that the Spurs are going to have that on the court. Um, Bozik did tell me that as of, you know, the the second game that Collins played, that the ankle's holding up. There seems to be no wear and tear. He's not in pain. So another good sign. But the point is, is like, okay, well, fine. He goes to join San Antonio. And once Pop and the the doctors and the staff say, okay, now you can play your 25 plus minutes for what? A few games? And then the season's over. So, um, you know, is it become that asset the Spurs can flip? Say, look, he's rehabbed. You know, look, NBA teams, we rehabbed him. He's back on the floor. Who wants him? You know, there's that aspect too. So there's a different type of value that he can bring, whether it be on the court or as a tradable asset in the offseason or perhaps ahead of the uh, trade deadline, James. Yeah, I mean, that's what we hope. But, uh like I said, the Brent Forbes was surprising, and I think it caught all of us off guard, and we hope it's a step towards them turning a new leaf and recognizing that things need to happen in terms of change within this roster and how far off it truly is from competing with the rest of the NBA, not just the Western Conference. So I, this is going to be an interesting next, what, two weeks? Because I think 
February 10th is the day that I have circled in my head in terms of what this team truly believes the future is. Or if it's just same old, same old, and then, you know, we keep Dad young, we lose him for nothing when this is all over. We keep Juancho Hernan Gomez. He doesn't play much. We cut him after the season. And let's see you know, Lonnie Walker leaving free agency for nothing. Right. Like yeah. the, the worst possible outcome that could happen is the Spurs don't move any of them, lose all of them, and they have nothing to show for it. I didn't think about that, yeah, because, you know, uh, Team A in the offseason can say, hey, Lonnie, and I'm making these numbers up just, you know, to make it simple, you know, here's a hundred bucks, you know, Spurs going to be like, now nah, we're good. You know, that could happen. And then they see a NASA go away for nothing. Um, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. And like you I know, said, so. it feels like they already know and, they, and like this was going to be prove it to us. And to this point, at least as of this recording, like he has once again found himself in a slump and typical Lonnie and the ebbs and flows of his consistency. Like we know who he is at this point. So why not? at least see if there's someone else who believes that they can find something in them. Maybe you can acquire an extra draft pick, or maybe you can find another player that you think that you can, you know, find some semblance of some consistency with. I don't know, but if I'm Brian Wright, I would be exhausting any and all resources on my phone for the next two weeks. What does Lonnie get you? Get you a late first rounder? I do. You, mm-hmm. Do you not think that a team like I don't know? I'm just gonna throw out some contenders that might be able to use an explosive wing that has defensive capability off their bench. Um, right. Milwaukee. Could Milwaukee use a Lonnie Walker in their oh, second yeah. unit? Him, for sure. With For Lonzo sure. Ball going down in Chicago, could the Bulls use a Lonnie Walker? Oh yeah, I think he would excel there. I mean, but me, me, I, yeah, I mean, these are just it, random it's just something to think about because it, it to yeah. to me it feels like he could be a useful cog with the championship team. The same way Brent Forbes played a role with the Bucks winning a championship or being even traded to the Nuggets. Like they see a use and something that he provides that team and that's floor spacing for them. But I'm sure there are some teams that could use some athleticism in their second unit. And Lonnie provides a boatload of that. Circling back to Zach Collins, you know, just now on the court, you know, we, we know you know, as of right now, you know, his ankle's fine. You know, there's no, you know, pain. Uh, he's he's going to rejoin San Antonio, you know, and for whatever amount of games he has, you know, I mean, you're just expecting the usual from him, you know, to be physical in the paint, bring that toughness, you know, to spread the floor, knock down the, mm-hmm. the three. You know, he had a mm-hmm. very, very good game for uh, Austin uh, in the, in the last, I think he had like 23 points in 20 minutes or 25 yep. and 23, something like that, you know, he, he shot the ball. Well, looked like the Zach Collins, we, you know, many hoped he would be when Portland drafted him years ago. 
So there's that, and you know, and I hope he plays well because hey, that's a, that you, you up his uh, trade value. I mean, that's something the Spurs can have to really think about. Yeah, but it also provides them something that they sorely lack, which is depth behind Jakob. They really don't have that. They're next big off the bench. They're relying a lot on Jacques Landale, who yeah. has his limitations defensively. Like Zach Collins at least provides you another 6'11", tall, can bang with NBA bigs, like, presence. So that just having that, because, I mean, there's been times this season where they have to go from – a front court with Jakob Pertle to a front court with like Drew Eubanks and, and Keldon Johnson. Like they, they get eviscerated by bigger teams and Zach Collins would at least provide them some depth and some size to deal with some of those teams that can go big on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it definitely will allow uh, a jock maybe to be, you know, play those sparing minutes where he would have just learned his game, maybe get sent back to Austin, which would not be a bad thing for him. And, um, you know, really develop his game, uh, you know, uh, you know, maybe you know, play in a, in a positional situation where they need a big that can knock down threes, you know, because I think Jock probably shoots it a bit better than Zach. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you hit on the head, you know, big man depth, they sorely need that. And that's still something I think that has to be on their menu, their to-do list this upcoming offseason. Yeah, the Spurs definitely got a lot of stuff to think about as this season moves on, but it's definitely getting closer to the point where they have to really start thinking, where are we going with the 2021-22 season? Yeah, it's time to think about that. And then some, hey, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs season so far? Do you want them to still push for that play-in spot, playoff spots, or, you know, start dialing it back a bit? And what do you think about Zach Collins and his return? What do you expect to see from him? Now, before we put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, going back to the book of Boba Fett, I got to get James thought on this. Um, is it just me or I just feel like, and I'm not, this is not a spoiler, everybody. I just feel like, they don't, they're trying to make Boba an anti-hero. And that's not who he is. He's just Boba. You know, mm-hmm. he just does a bounty hunter. He, he, he's just a bounty hunter. And that's the they're that's trying to turn him. They're trying to turn him into the Mandalorian. Is what it feels like they're trying to do a little but bit. But he but he gave up. He he was never about that. He wasn't about the Mando life. He you know, he told out he flat no, out told me. in terms of a bounty hunter who has a moral code that like he's trying to do right. You know, the Mando, the Mando thing, he was a hero and it felt like it, but he, if you remember when he started, he was a bounty hunter <laughs> mm-hmm. and bounty hunters don't typically have morals. Sans, you know, uh, Han Solo, for the most part, right? right? Um, but I just feel like they, they're trying to make Boba into something that we all didn't think he was, because I, I don't, you know, the way they, the way they, didn't think it. the comics I, have shown us that he wasn't that. Mm. Well, he was not about, you know, oh, I'm gonna, you know, run this town by respect. No, he just, 
you just did it or you're dead, basically. You know, and he's giving people chances left and right and left and right so far. Right. And I'm like, God, this is not the Boba Fett we know. This is not the Boba Fett we know. Boba Fett wouldn't be looking at, you know, the opposition and be like, well, I'm going to give you a chance. We've seen him do that a lot with in, in the few episodes. I I like the action. I like I like where it's going. I just wish they'd bring Boba back to what he was. Just a ruthless bounty hunter. That's what we know him as. Mm-hmm. I mean, Darth Darth Vader hired him for a lot of jobs. If Vader's if Vader's calling, blowing up your phone because he needs a job, that tells you a lot. That tells you exactly who that person is. <laughs> so, do you think they're going in the right direction in this new Boba, or is it simply because he's I, older? He's older Boba, and he's been there, done that kind of vibe. I don't like it, but I am also willing to let it play itself out. And see, it, it, like, if there's a turn coming somewhere in here. See, this, so, is, this, like, is where, this is where I, we should have. This is where we should have joined uh, the the meta with Katie to discuss this. This yeah. would have been an excellent roundtable. <laughs> <laughs> but, in, in in you know, I just you know, look, look, I, and I'm not trying to spoil it for you. I know you're an episode behind, but I think in the next episode, so for you it'd be two episodes from now, I think he's mm-hmm. finally they're gonna turn him back to that. It felt like that was a cliffhanger. Like like he's done. All right, I'm done with this, you know? Like this is a good shot, but yeah, yeah. this ain't gonna work. I, I hope they go to that, but uh leave it to the small screen to do a lot better than what the recent trilogy did, which was pretty much almost kill my fandom for the whole franchise. Stupid trilogy. Stupid <laughs> sequels can't stand them, hate them, hate them. Which I made it very clear on uh, halftime when I was asked, like, what movies? No, because, see, I, I wanted to go back to that with you. I remember you had asked, or you and Jimenez asked me, you know, like, hey, what's a uh, movies you know that you don't like that other people like? I could have swore the uh, majority of people appreciated the the sequels. I did. I thought I was in the minority who hated them. No, I think they're pretty widely thought of as lesser than and the worst of all i know tfa got a lot of love and i don't i still don't get why i don't get it you love tfa i don't see i don't see why you love it the force awakens it. no i didn't yeah. love it and it's okay it follows a very similar plot thread to the others and oh god i mean now, before I start flipping tables, let me start uh, putting a wrap on this episode of Locked On Spurs. I'm getting angry now. Oh, can't stand that for sequels. But yeah, uh, I think you're going to definitely like the next episode for you, uh, Book of Boba Fett, especially your boy, the big, big, mm-hmm. big guy, the big Wookiee. Yeah. What's his name? Chris, Chris Stan. I think that's his name, Chris Stan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so uh, he's, he's, a, he's a bad man. He's a bad mm-hmm. man. <laughs> Did you see that stare down he gave Boba? Mm-hmm. Oh, he needs he needs his own spinoff. I'm, I'm calling it right were now. You he needs watching, his own uh, were you watching playoff football on Monday night? Uh, I do not think I was. I don't think I was watching oh, it. No, I was watching some shame. football. But I don't. You know, no. That's a shame because playoff football at halftime we got the world premiere look at the moon night. Oh yes. I, I did see everything. it like online. I saw it online. I didn't see it during the the <laughs> game, but 
no, I, I like that. Uh, Moon Knight looks like he's going to do well. I have a lot of questions. I don't understand who Ethan Hawke's character is. I'm, I'm assuming he's some sort of cult leader based on what the quick clip we saw of people bowing to him. But Third. Moon Knight better, better knock it out of the park because this is his first foray into live action. And they, they there's a lot of expectations, you know, on Disney, you know, to, to deliver and Marvel to deliver. So I think they're going to do well, though. The Oscar Isaac's going to knock it out of the park. You know, he's he always he usually does. Even even Apocalypse, it, I thought he did okay with Apocalypse and X Men. It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> it went great. It was all right. Is it but, is yeah, it one of the I, movies I, we don't yeah. talk about? Right? We don't talk about X Men Apocalypse. Yeah, <laughs> things things went south with after a certain point with that with that series. <laughs> hey, hey, James, tell everybody what's going on at the Star. Uh, at the Star, we got a lot going on. Uh, we are live and local all day, every day. It starts Monday through Friday from 7 to 10 with R&R in the morning. Rudy Thompson, Rob, uh, Rudy Johnson, Rob Thompson, uh, Carl Schoening, they all get you going, start your morning. Of course, you got Jimenez on halftime from noon to 2, and then the Blitz with Joe Reinagel and Jason Minix taking you all the way home from 4 to 7. Uh, you got uh, the Meta with Katie Barber and myself on Fridays at 10 o'clock. You've got the Saturday Morning Hangover with myself and Jack Thompson on Saturday morning from 9 to 11, and then the Post Up with Jack Thompson and myself from noon uh, 11 to noon. So we're there. And then, of course, Sunday, 9 to 11, we got laying down the lawn. Then from 11 to 1, we've got the Sunday Sports Grill with Brandon Medina, Quinn Hudson, and Tanner Carlson. Just bringing that heat. We want to give people everything. We want to give them all the things. (laughs) <laughs> well, you, you're definitely giving it to them over there at the Star. Subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast: Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and uh, even your smart speaker. So say, hey, play Lockdown Spurs, and guess what? It'll play Lockdown Spurs. And we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day. Now, yesterday, the Spurs took on the Sixers. So why don't you subscribe to Lockdown Sixers, check out their podcast, and see what they have to say about last night's game. So for uh, James Mandalorian, pleasure. I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked on Spurs.